Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Glamour, Part 2, and... Uh, before we go on, I just want to mention that later on in the show, I'll be talking about a special offer that uh, Lucis Trust is, Trust is going to give you, and maybe you can take advantage of that. Meanwhile, I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and the Lucis Trust organization sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration for the dialogue on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. Each individual is responsible for eradicating glamour and illusion from his life. And in freeing ourselves, we make a major contribution to humanity. We each have to identify our particular glamours. Uh, perhaps um, we can do a little recap uh, on defining glamour and also... Uh, I'd like to know what some of the common glamour glamours that we could all recognize within ourselves. Mm -hmm. We talked last time about glamour um, in a more general sense. Uh, glamour is that emotional fog that is um, generated by desire, by identification with what we sense and feel. We interpret that as reality. We mis mistake our feelings and our sensations for the real thing, but the mind also can create its own problems, and those are known as illusions. The mind, when it isn't really aligned with the soul and with the light of God, you could say, is capable of creating its own um, limited perceptions, its fixations, called in French, idée fixe, the be in your bonnet that we all get from time to time, some idea that we are just sure is the absolute truth. It might be true to some extent, but it can't be carried out in application to every aspect of life, and therefore it's limiting. And those kinds of mental perceptions are illusions. But the major focus of our discussion on this program is glamour, because the emotional fog that so many people and no doubt many of us listening to this program live in, is both familiar and therefore unrecognizable by its very familiarity. And as I said, it's the kind of desire and sensation through which we view life and that 
uh, is a kind of fog that we mistake for reality. And it's very important, <coughs> excuse me, as it says in the opening line that every one of us takes some responsibility in identifying these clamors and then doing the best we can to dissipate them, uh, dissipate the fog, and uh, so that we open ourselves up to the light of the soul. And that is the great uh, salvation for all of us. So each of us has a responsibility, and it says in the quote there, we can make a major contribution to humanity by doing our little part in uh, ridding the world, so to speak, of glamour. One of the interesting things, I think we mentioned it in our last program, is that it's the advanced people, speaking spiritually, intellectually, it's the advanced people, Alice Bailey said, that contribute the most to world glamour. So I don't think it's um, appropriate to say, well, glamour belongs to the people who are um, unspiritually awakened or um, not very bright. In fact, very simple Intellectually speaking, very simple people are relatively free of glamour. They're more integrated with the physical plane life and material reality, and uh, in their way, on their level, they are freer of glamour than the more um, intellectually developing and sensitive people are, the spiritual aspirants of the world. Then the glamour really becomes um, a major hurdle and perhaps it's the effect of water, which is emotion, and fire making steam, the fire of spiritual aspiration, mixing with the water of an emotional body that's still very strong in so many of us, makes for steam, and you can't see through steam too clearly. No, it's... Uh it's like the fog on the road, and you need some kind of light to penetrate that fog and uh, dissipate the fog, and that's what sunlight does. It it burns away the fog, and that, that's, of course, symbolic of the, uh, the effect that the soul has on each individual's uh, astral nature, and uh, it will um, do just that. But it requires that one be open the soul and recognize the soul as being there and that each one of us is a, uh, a soul working out in the world through this physical body and this emotional nature and then uh, using that light of the soul to deal with the big problem in front of us with glamour. Our opening thought said that we each have to identify our particular glamours and um, in doing so we free or contribute to the liberation of humanity. How do we recognize our particular problem or our particular glamours? Well, ironically where the fog is densest and where our thinking is most muddled, that's where we will probably be able to recognize our glamours. There are areas of our life and of the way we view the world, the way we relate to people, where we aren't very reasonable, sad to say, not very logical or sensible. We react more than we think clearly. We have um, a tendency to 
as the saying goes, buy into the same emotional uh, quicksand every time certain situations and uh, actions come up. Those are one big hint to us that we might have a glamour. Oddly enough, the Ageless Wisdom also says that our very strengths can be easily turned into our glamours if we're not careful. I suppose because where our strengths and um, accomplishments lie, there is where a lot of force and energy are concentrated. And if we aren't dealing with life with a clear mind, those very forceful aspects of our character can become glamour. Yes, and uh, Alice Bailey lists a whole range of glamours that uh, it goes on and on, on and on for <laughs> pages, and uh, all throughout many of her books, she discusses this very important uh, topic. Maybe but we could start with one of the big ones, right. which is self-pity. Self-pity. Oh dear. What can we say? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> there we are. He's in a mode of self-pity right now. What can we? You can have a pity party. <laughs> Everybody falls into that at one time or another. That's one of my personal favorites. <laughs> self-pity, poor me. And uh, if we watch ourselves, I think it's one that's familiar to so many of us. There are some grave souls. Was it? Um, I think it was Benjamin Disraeli, the Amer- the. Um, British Prime Minister, who said, never complain, never explain. I love that. I think he might have been relatively free of self-pity. Never complain, never explain, which sort of suggests you take life as it comes and you know that it's purposeful and working out for a reason. For the rest of us, how do we recognize self-pity? Well, everything revolves around me. It's all the me, me, me. Doesn't it? And uh, when it doesn't go right, or you're not feeling loved, you're feeling that the world is all against you, then uh, all the energies begin to pour in upon yourself, and this is essentially the problem. Uh, And it's one that uh, it uh, it afflicts a lot of spiritual people by the very nature of their aspiration. Yes, I mean, the, your thoughts turn towards yourself and that pulls and attracts all the energies of the astral plane in particular. Mm-hmm. All the feelings, all the hurts, all the joys, everything is, gets pulled in toward this little self. All the past. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it, it's a big burden that you put upon yourself and it's really depressing and it leads to depression. Mm-hmm. And that's that word is very apt, I think, and depresses the uh, the whole ability to uh, cope with the world. It's also a fact of spiritual aspiration that when you turn your face to the Father's home, you mm-hmm. open yourself up to tests and trials. That's part of the nature of the spiritual path, that we have to prove to whom, to God, to the masters, to our own highest self, that we are worthy of um, the goal we have declared, like the prodigal son who said, I will arise and go to my father. Well, in making that declaration, we have to show that we mean it and that we're worthy. And so we, as aspirants, subject ourselves to tests and trials. And I suppose you could say that the spiritual seeker's life is 
one of sometimes real hardship and disappointment for that very reason. And the seeker is probably one who is more sensitive uh, mm-hmm. because as one moves upward in consciousness or expands his consciousness, then he becomes more and more sensitive to the all the, the energies uh, that he's surrounded by and sensitive to the world, sensitive to other people and other people's thoughts and he's constantly picking up these other thoughts and feelings and a terrible burden that one takes on. Yeah, that sensitivity can be a, a reaction to, say, meditation and spiritual study. If you are um, embarking on a, uh, a discipline of uh, regular spiritual study of sacred texts and uh, a daily meditation practice, that's wonderful. But it is opening you up to new energies for which you're probably not completely prepared, and those tend to stimulate they stimulate whatever is best and worst in us, I suppose we could say. They stimulate us in our strengths, and they stimulate us in areas where we still have some work to be done. And that's just uh, part of the spiritual path, but it's um, part of the explanation of self-pity. There's a lot more to be said about it. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Glamour, Part 2. We have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company. Uh, The title of the book that we have a special offer on is Ponder on This. So you'll have to request Ponder on This. It's a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including extracts on the subject of glamour. Now, Ponder on This is uh, the first book that I really got involved in. Of course, uh, well, first I read the autobiography of Alice Bailey, but uh, the next book that I read was Ponder on This, and uh, I thought it was wonderful because really you can read little excerpts, uh, little prices on each particular topic in all of the 24 volumes, and then of course you find one that you're especially interested in, and you can go to the larger volume and read and explore it in depth. Now it's available for $16, and the uniqueness of the offer is that, or what makes it special, is that the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling, and as you know, that can cost quite a bit these days. So. You'll get it for $16. So if you'd like that, if you would want to take advantage of the special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, send a check or a money order for $16 to Luce's, Luce's is L-U-C-I-S, Luce's Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And it will be free shipping and handling if you mention Intersight. Once again, check or money order for $16. Request ponder on this ponder on this, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And if you'd like to order books, cassette tapes of uh, of the radio shows, a schedule of our meditation meetings, or a package of general information, contact us at 1-866-695-8247. Easy way to remember it, 1-866-N- Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. We have uh, uh, many uh, tapes of our shows now. We have a, an entire archived library of tapes that you can key into anytime you want to. 
on Internet, uh, our website. In order to do that and to find out much more about Lewis's Trust, you can uh, key into our website, which is www.lucistrust.org. And also, I don't want to forget that we need to mention to you that we need your support. Um, you've been very generous donating to us in the past, and that's what keeps us on the air. So whether those donations are, are large or small, we appreciate them. So uh, please continue to do so. Um, and uh, I would like to say something more about uh, glamour. We should explore that more. In the quote by Alice Bailey, it mentions glamour and illusion. Uh, what are we talked about a couple of the glamours, uh, self-pity and uh, uh, a couple of others, but can you mention more of the glamours and, uh, and also mm -hmm. what, do we mean, what does she mean in the quote by uh, each individual was responsible for eradicating glamour, eradicating glamour and illusion? Well, we work with um, whatever is creating fog and um, um, hiding the light of reality in our own lives. Nobody can dispel that for us. We each have to do that for ourselves. And uh, the illusion applies to the mental concepts and ideas we hold that are perhaps a small portion of reality, but not um, the whole picture. And if we insist that our ideas are complete and universally applicable, that's an indication we have illusion. Glamour is the emotional sensation and the desire that uh, keeps us uh, chain to uh, craving, as the Buddhists call it, to the desire for the outer realm of material possessions and emotional sensations rather than the light of reality. And uh, I think with self-pity, to put that one to rest, one of the best ways to deal with it, with it is to remember that they say that people who, if they could put their troubles in the center of the room, and go back and retrieve a particular set of problems, they would all go back and claim their own problems rather than somebody else's. I think there's a lot of truth to that. As bad as our lot may be, we sense deep down that it's deserved and appropriate. Not everybody has the same troubles, mm -hmm. but we have the troubles that are appropriate for us at our stage of our evolution, and we have to deal with them. Um, to me, that dispels the tendency to self-pity. Some of the other glamours, well, there's another one called the one at the center. Dale? <laughs> not that that applies to you. No, but <laughs> you're pointing your finger at me. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, that's to do with the, the glamour of egocentricity. Is that what you're talking about? Egocentricity. Yes. No, yeah. I was not referring well, to Dale. There again, it, it's focusing on the little self. It's the person who is, it's, looks at everything thing in life in terms of me, you know, the me syndrome. And uh, he puts himself first, and he puts himself right at the center of his own little universe, and it all revolves around him, and um, uh, he can't seem to break out of that. And so he looks at the world through this filter, if you will, of uh, self-egotistical um, importance. It's all about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything is interpreted, first of all, how does it affect me? And how, what, how does, why do I fit into this picture? And of course, I suppose the worst um, example of the one at the center is the dictator or the tyrant, the Saddam Hussein, who in his incredible 
arrogance and egotism has monuments and uh, palaces built in his honor and murders whole groups of people that oppose him and uh, is just uh, generally all-powerful over everyone else and dominates them with a complete sense of entitlement. That's the extreme example of the one at the center. But I suppose everyone has to watch the tendency uh, if they're too self-centered and too um, at the middle of their universe and not broad enough in their worldview. Another one glamour that is similar to that perhaps is the glamour of the love love of being loved. Ah. The love of being loved. What's wrong with that? <laughs> there again, it's it's uh, focusing on the self, uh, on the on the little self, and uh, I think it's it's everything has to everyone has to love me, and if they don't, then I'm hurt. And I'll do anything to have that love. Mm. The love of yeah. being loved drives us to adjust all our relationships, form our opinions. Um, um, modify our reactions and our choices in life so that we will be loved by others. And it's a, it, there are a lot of people of goodwill and good intention that are dominated by this urge to be loved, the love of being loved, and they'll compromise even their 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 standards and their principles, their values, in order to keep what they think is the love of people yeah. around them. And in fact, if people don't love you, there's nothing you can do to make them love you. Compromising your principles and standards to suit them isn't going to make them appreciate you anymore. So that glamour will actually stop us from doing the right thing in life at times. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, then perhaps just uh, the opposite or another one glamour that everybody seems to be prone to is or open to is the glamour of fear. Mm, that's and a major one. That's based on an undue sensitivity to uh, to the world and to one's surroundings. And it's hallucinatory, as uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt understood in uh, when he took office in 1932. He said um, he warned us uh, um, of yeah. uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, because the fear makes us stupid. And it makes us hallucinate. We we compromise and um, adjust our behavior and our expectations out of an irrational fear of what the future holds that often is not the reality. It's kind of a very instinctual kind of reaction, I think, because uh, but I think it's perhaps only the human being that has the same kind of fear that uh, it's not the same as the animal fears. The animal may react um, out of some kind of fear. It's hard for us to identify with that. But the human being uh, reacts with fear based on incorrect knowledge or a lack of knowledge or what he or she assumes to be uh, correct. Don't you think uh, um, also a difference between the human being and the animal, both of whom know fear, is that the human being has memory of the past and anticipation of the future. And the two of these, the memory of past pain and suffering, even perhaps from past lifetimes that 
linger in our consciousness or our subconsciousness, great suffering, great sorrow, brings us um, fear from babyhood on that we can't explain sometimes. And the ability to anticipate the future can really cripple you if you have an active imagination and a and if you lack a certain faith in life, I think faith can overcome fear. It's interesting what you said about uh, past lives because I think many fears, perhaps the, what are called phobias, uh, are really carryovers from a previous existence and mm-hmm. some uh, bad experience or fears that uh, have been brought forth, brought forward, let's say, into this life. Uh, for resolution and uh, for a very definite purpose by the soul to um, tackle this uh, phobia and uh, resolve it in this lifetime. Some of the other common glamours that we suffer from, so many of us, uh, one is the glamour of destiny. The sense that we are somehow tapped by God to do something really special in life. Well, a few geniuses and great creative uh, thinkers and artists, perhaps they do have a unique contribution. Francis Crick, the scientist who died recently, who discovered DNA, is an example. But for most of us, with some humility, we could say truthfully that our destiny is to be human, but not to be special or to stand apart from everybody else. The sense that one is special is a sign of glamour. Well, we're all special, we're all precious, but not separate from other human beings or so utterly different from them that we're not governed by the same compulsions and habits and yearnings. Mm. Yeah, our our destiny is perhaps going back to the opening quote. It's um, to uh, eradicate glamour and illusion in this lifetime or in any lifetime, and that's part of the destined task of everybody, I think. I remember a speaker some years ago saying uh, about children that we we teach children to recognize how special they are, how unique they are. Yes, we want them to have a good sense of themselves. But this speaker said we also also should teach children to realize how much alike we all are. And that realization can conquer the glamour of destiny. There are so many others. Um, What, the martyr complex? That's a big one. Oh, yeah, that's very prominent today, and uh, it's one of the real uh, fanatical, I would say, fanatical uh, glamours, and uh, it's, it's, it's a definite problem because uh, it, maybe if you're, not, if you're a, a martyr and seeking martyrdom, it isn't a problem, but uh, it certainly is for the world and the effect on the world. Well, yes, we see it in the, in the terrible... Um, mm-hmm violence uh, associated with the problems of the Middle East. Similar to that is the Messiah complex, the idea that one has, that one is chosen by God to create some marvelous um, liberating act on behalf of humanity. Maybe we should come back to that in our next discussion. Mm-hmm. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company. And We're talking about the book, Ponder on This, and that's the special offer. You can order Ponder on This, which is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including extracts on the subject of glamour. 
It's available for $16. The special quality of this offer is in the form of free shipping and handling, so all you're really paying for is the book, $16. Send, send a check or money order for $16 to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Free shipping and handling if you mention Inner Sight. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.